lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 295. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Greg. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. good. Next to Anthony. No, oh, he spoiled it. <laughs> this show is over. Start over. Uh, my Italian stallion, Brian Altano. Well, that's a good one. Whoa. And yeah. the fucking quitter, Anthony Gaios. Damn. Yep. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, it's a comedy button uh, podcast beyond mashup. Look at this. It's the fight for the ages. Is it? Not really. We're having quizzes, <laughs> <laughs> compete in trivia. You is are... that what we would do? <laughs> I know that's, that's Gold Farm's idea of a fight. <laughs> that, that list of perfectly lame things. Oh, it's a trivia fight. Shit. <laughs> um, Anthony, this is your final IGN podcast of all time. Yeah, it is. Well, well I, unless I come on in, in some other time. capacity. Yeah. The, the last one you'll get paid to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll have fun there. Uh, where are you going? Tell everybody what's happening. I'm going to Zombie Studios to be a designer of video games. Zombie Studios who make Blacklight Retribution. Gotcha. Headed and, to PS4 and, this fall. And they're making what everyone likes to call the Chobot game. Oh. <laughs> I just keep stealing IGN people for that. That's, that's how their plan is to make their make their millions. You can't steal the willing of someone. Else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, give me your expansive history on game design. Your, your, your I have none. That's oh. the great thing about this position is they're taking me in to teach me. Is this pretty much the, do you think, the perfect job then for, like, uh, everyone listening to this thing who's always like, I'd love to make games? Yeah. You couldn't help to go, like, the, and they're, like, a really cool little studio. It's, they still got the really small team mentality because they are a small team. And, uh, but at the same time, I'll get to work on projects that are not just like an indie game, like a Xbox Live indie game sort of thing. I'll get to work on stuff that's like projects for PS4. Now, peep, there were actually people that applied for this job that had real game design degrees. <laughs> I'm, ass- I'm assuming so. Yeah, because I just want to mention, you got the job over them, so fuck everything. Like, why, why even try? <laughs> Anthony's going to gonna win. No, you're like, I'm going to go down a different path. I'm going to go to video game college. I'm going to learn everything. Video game Anthony colleges. just comes in. He's like, I draw maps. Sometimes on video my game book. colleges will teach you bad habits, though, because a lot of the people that are teaching those classes, a lot of colleges will teach you bad. Habits. Oh, I'm just saying, a lot of the people that are teaching video game college Root. classes about game design have maybe designed one game 20 years ago or something. Yeah, and so they're teaching habits that are way out of date, and so they'd rather take someone who understands how to be flexible and learn and can think on their feet. Than so you're like, you're basically those. like I'm not I'm not your grandma's video game designer and you burst through the door and kick a girl let me turn on its head everything you know about video game design no no I'm gonna go in there and be very humble because obviously I'm going in there with square the should be circles that, Anthony Gallegos that knows everything show me your show me your design doc from the last line in your credits first the last thing I ever what the last thing I ever want is for any game to be a blah 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 game with my name on it ever I never want that. Like, what does that my, mean? My name, yeah, I'm, saying, I'm means... saying my name can be in the credits at some point, and that's fine. But I never want it to be like where it's Sid like, Meier's. Oh, yeah. Like, Anthony Gallegos. Even 15 years from now, if I'm still doing this and I'm doing really good, I never want it to be like a Ken Levine game. And Anthony Gallegos, I do not want that. Yeah, nobody wants that. Well, I mean, if you put your name on the box, you're A, an asshole, and B, your game's not. That was you're not an asshole. That was kind of. But like, no. Ken Levine doesn't put his name on the box, but I'm saying. Name he... one game you love where the guy puts his name on the box. I don't. I, Sid Meier. Sid, Sid Meier Pirates. I don't think that's him being an asshole. I think that's kind an established of. name. Back in the day, that was a thing. Like, that's you're less of a thing nowadays. 
Shuhei Yoshida's shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for instance, you can't, you can't hear. Shuhei Yoshida's PlayStation Four. You can't hear about the evil within without everyone thinking Shinji Mikami and stuff. And it's like Shinji Mikami did not make Resident Evil. He helped make Resident Evil. And I would rather always. It be gets in the way of it being a team effort, right? Exactly. That's the big yeah. Thing. And so I would never want to. If I'm ever doing this, I would never. I hope that I'm. Never that person. I but, always want to just be someone that helped make sure. something great. Sure. And I, I, I think it's admirable and awesome that you say that, but there's always going to be a figurehead associated with the studio. Like, when I think zombie, I think Jared. You know, when I think irrational, I think Chemomine. Like, there's just... There's but you think... That. But there's a difference between you, the industry insider, thinking that, and Joe Blow Public picking well, up sure. Sid Meier. But I'm just saying, well, Joe Blow Public probably doesn't know Chemomine either. But I, I mean, like... I would Joe Blow Public. <laughs> there's, there's, there's That's a good movie. movie. There's always a person who's sent out for media interviews and for all that stuff. And sure. And that man is you. I'm, I've been getting sick. Oh, I'm like out of breath because I purchased Man of Steel tickets and I ran over. We all did. There's been mass commu- co- confusion in the office today. M- much screaming that Brian's. Oh, I, will, I will be sad. This will be the first E3 that I don't go to in like, like, cover. In like five years. Wow. You're not going, period. I'm not going, period. Why don't you just come and hang out and meet people so, and shake hands? And well, because be it'll be my everybody. second week of work and I need to oh, jump into the that's project. True. That makes but that's how you establish yourself as who you're really going to be forever, though. Yeah. If the second week you're like, I'm just going to go party with my old friends, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Why? It's when you get in a, re- a new relationship and you're like, I still text my ex every now and then. Because it's not I'm, a big surprise I'm a starting later a company where I don't that. have any sway. It's not like I have any sway there. You got swag. It's not, everyone at IGN gets a weird, skewed perspective on how much they matter. And that, that you don't matter other places when you go there because you're starting out new. Sure. That's that's, that has nothing to do with IGN. That's just every job ever. No, IGN has a gigantic set of egos like we all do, and that's great. That's what makes us so great. You're not even do. gone yet, and you're just Shit. stabbing He's him. really <laughs> getting to work and just shitting on the company I'm that not made him. On it. I think that's what makes IGN so special compared Is to the other egos? video game site. Yes, egos and people that can back It's not those called those EGO. Egos and some people that can back those fucking egos up with by doing amazing Swing things. <laughs> like people here, I'm going back to even that. even when I've talked to Steve our EIC, that's what he says is like you know one of the great things about IGN is we have such strong personalities and egos here, and right. we have ego people. sounds bad. I don't like when we say egos. oh I don't I guess I guess people make maybe egos has like a negative connotation. It does. It does. Yeah. Okay, well personality personality is fine with that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't sure. mean ego in a bad way whatsoever when I say it. Like okay, okay, like like I I mean that's totally positive way. Like people here at IGN are like really strong personalities. And, like, other places, that might fucking not work. But here, it works amazing. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, people talk about that a lot with this industry in general, that you get a lot of people who are sometimes used to being the smartest person in a room, but suddenly there's five people in that room, and they're all kind of of equal weight, and they're all able to have these loud voices. And so I think sometimes it can cause conflict. I feel like at IGN, we all complement each other pretty well. Yeah, we do. Um, That's, I mean, like, IGN is a, like, to reverse the whole thing where I said ego, IGN is, like, an extremely special place where that works really fucking well. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so bizarre that it works as well as it does. Because other places, I feel like they would implode on themselves. But everyone here, like, checks it. Like, anything that would potentially be an ego that would get in the way, everyone knows how to check that. Well, there's the people that are like, I want to sit at the cool table. And there's people that are like, they figure it out. And they're like, I just want to sit with all my friends because they're the cool ones. I am the cool table. Yeah. Mitch Dyer. That's a quote by (laughs) (laughs) Mitch Dyer. I mean, everyone at IGN has to have that personality, right? Because we're expected to do so many cool things that involve you as a person like you have to be able to resonate with people yeah i explain that to people all the time where they're like how do i get your job and i'm like well you know 10 years ago you had to just write a lot and now you have to do videos you have to do podcasting you have to be quick and funny and you have to be on camera and you have to be you know all the things i'm not yeah i mean the thing bottom line is when i go to zombie i may have you know i may be someone that has like x amount of twitter followership when i was in my interview with people at zombie none of them knew who the fuck i was 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have no sway there. Mm-hmm. Like, you maybe, know, maybe they're just pretending. So, but no, secretly, never, I've cheap. never, heard, I've never heard of your back farts. Get out of here! <laughs> I didn't say back farts. <laughs> we don't care about IGN personalities here. Now get to work on Jessica Chobot's game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God! This is gonna be a fun show, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. It's an interesting show. We're starting. Oh, Tuesday. Colin's, should we talk about Colin being dead? Yeah, Colin died. He uh, tried to eat a vegetable, broke all his <laughs> <laughs> Now, Colin is visiting his girlfriend. We all, we all went out and saw – not all of it. I don't know why I said that all. Oh, no. Colin, Colin, Colin and I went and saw Nate Ahern get married over the weekend. Colin was in the wedding. He was beautiful in a gray suit. He just looked fantastic. He got married to Nate? No, sadly. Oh. There's some laws that just won't change. No matter how I think it's allowed to sign. Uh, they weren't married. <laughs> so Colin hung out to stay a little bit longer with his girlfriend. He'll be back tomorrow, and then he's, he'll be back in the San Francisco area tomorrow. And then he's right into reviewing a bunch of crazy games that we can't talk about, even though some people are talking about, which I don't like. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that dancing around the embargo. Yeah, don't do that, jerks. I am looking. I am looking forward to uh, crazy games that are coming out. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy you know, games be like coming my, out. Like I actually went and. Uh, since I've been practicing for moving, I traded in a bunch of games and got store credit because I was like, I'm going to use this to buy The Last of Us. Because <laughs> that's, like, that's like something like... That I, crazy wow, game like a regular person again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trading in games <laughs> and fucking over developers. Yep. Just like the normal people. Well, it was either that or just put them out on the street. Nah, I'm with you. I don't care. You, you, you did the right thing, kid. I have been putting out a, sh- a, sh- a shit ton of stuff on the street. Yeah? Is I, that what I they would. call it? Well, I paused there for a second and stumbled over it because I forgot if I could cuss or not. We've already been cursing yeah, so you, much. You've been show. cursing a bunch yeah. of times already. Have I? Yeah. Yeah, you have. It's also, don't say cuss. It's such a bad word. What do you say? Curse? Cur- just say fuck. <laughs> I'm <laughs> if you say, say fuck on this show. <laughs> Pear's just driving with his head down and shaking it so slowly right now. Look up, Pear. Uh, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be, be the, same pair. the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> It's like, yeah, Anthony, your final podcast, your first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on Beyond once. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Well, you were in the Vita episode that we were like all on. Mm. Yeah, they didn't count. That yeah. wasn't like a real episode. For the record, I, I do the Comedy Button podcast with Anthony every week. Every week he introduces it, and every week he gets the episode number wrong. Nice. So It's hard to do. I screwed up. I had to start putting Forgetting traditions. A tradition once for we us. started getting close to 300, July 12th, everybody, uh, I needed to figure that out. How, and start marking the days. There might be a guest appearance at 300 from a designer at Zombie Studios. <laughs> I'll be there. Oh, <laughs> confirmed guest. <laughs> One of our, confirmed. our first confirmed special guest. We're keeping I a have. lot of the special guests under wraps. I you haven't been invited guests. yet. I, just to put you on the list. I this think. is awkward. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a very tight guest list. <laughs> I can't get you in, Brian. I'm sorry. Did you prepare a rubber report? Uh, not really. Oh. Well, that's what I was saying. It's been a weird week, right? Like, we did this yeah. show as usual last week. Then we had Monday off. The news has been slow getting going. I've gone through and opened up a bunch of tabs here on my computer. I didn't have time to sit down and do it like Colin does. I don't see what Justin Bieber's new haircut has to do with the, with the oh, podcast. right. Uh, I think the biggest news, at least Colin would tell you, and I, I, I might agree, <laughs> for the PlayStation fan base out there, uh, Housemark has announced that they are working on a spiritual successor for Super Stardust for the PlayStation 4. Why is this exciting, Andrew Goldfarb? Because Super Stardust is awesome. Yep, that's right. And, I mean, confusion with the word spirit, spiritual successor. I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's a new Super Stardust. Like, that's not what that means. Is Housemark owned by Sony? No, they are not. No. See, no, that's... I mean, they, they've they actually recently done, they did, like, the port for Angry Birds Trilogy. They like, also, they... Outland was their, like, first game in a yeah. while that came cross-platform. I'll say that's if cool. That's cool, too, because uh, it just shows, like, a... I'll the power curious. of PlayStation. I'll be, well, I'll be curious how that works, right? Because if they're, ma- they're saying they're making this new game for PS4. 
I have to imagine if they're going to go multi-platform, it's all coming down to whether or not they need a publisher. And that's one of the things Sony's doing really good with their consoles, not yeah. requiring a publisher. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're grabbing that nicely. Uh, yeah, so no real details on it other than they're working on it. It'll be next-gen platform. Uh, they also announced they're working on a second project, again exclusively for the PlayStation 4. No further details were re- released. you got to imagine. That's Super Stardust. No, really? I think the spiritual—I think the spiritual successor. I'm putting air quotes around it. Is going to be basically a twin stick shooter. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. So just, yeah. yeah, like, and that's that's. Sorry, that's what I started saying before before I got lost in Anthony's eyes. Is that like <laughs> when they say spiritual successor, that's exactly what they mean, right? They, it's like the same general mood as that game. It's like the same idea, but it's it's not literally called Super. I have Stardust. to imagine though, the next game they'll do after that, an exclusive, will be something totally different. It'll be like Outland. They'll want to expand and try to. Do I I yeah. I would bet money it'll be Dead Nation too. Oh, yeah, of course. Man, that'd be awesome. Dead I Nation was – I, 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 I gave it a 7.5 at the time. We were on the 20-point scale. I stand by it. It's the one review score Colin and I argue about in our home. He <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, so much more. He's very mad at you. But the well, game's I, awesome. Like, I think the game's, saying – game's cool. Don't get me wrong. Not saying a title or, or keeping it mysterious like that basically confirms it's a name we've heard of, you know, because if they wouldn't – if it was just a totally new game, they would just say, hey, we're working on a new IP. We'll have details soon, you know. But by yeah. keeping it under wraps in that way, they're kind of implying that it's something that we know. Yeah, I, I would love that. Man, Dead Nation was so good. Mm-hmm. Had a great, like, eight-hour co-op session with the friends. I would love them game. to put that on Vita. Just port that over. Let totally. Sure. Vita. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Anthony, what are you playing on your PlayStation Vita right now? Uh, I'm still slowly going through Persona 4. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was an excellent game. Excellent. I mean, it's so long, like I can't, yeah. and I can't find the time to marathon it in the same way. Oh, and I started Guacamelee. Oh, Guacamelee. Oh, so that game is actually really, really, really good. Yeah. It really is. You know, and like even things that you would find, you'd be like, oh, is this being like fucked up and stereotyping? Because like when I first started the game, you know, Juan, he's like all these surrounded by all these bottles of tequila. And you're like, what? And then you're like, oh, he works in a distillery, so of course he's surrounded by <laughs> bottles of tequila, because he works, and that's how he makes tequila. Yeah. So, As someone with no ethnic background, I thought it wasn't, I thought, I thought it was a very nice portrayal of a character that isn't, you know, your stereotypical white guy with the yeah. shaved head. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought they did a good job, like, in the village, you meet the people. I thought always... that they were totally true to fake cartoon Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that's actually one of the the gems that Sony should buy or hold on to. Drinkbox, like, yes, yes. Drinkbox yeah, makes the For best sure. games. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like, attack. They should put a uh, ring on it. Like I don't know why. Like those guys. Only, I mean, I imagine it has to be the publisher deal again that keeps them staying Sony exclusive. But well, like, they were pub fun. Remember, <clears throat> they were. They started as a. They started as a incubated studio there that was like, okay, here's some money, make some games. Yeah, I'm just saying that like, at this point though, like the only thing that I imagine stops them from going multi-platform is the whole need for a publisher. And it's like they've probably had such a good working relationship right. with Sony, but it's like, yeah, Sony should. If there's like a new studio Sony wants to buy, like. Yeah, Drinkbox is awesome. That's Drinkbox one of the nice awesome. studios, awesome. Well, it's nice to know you're using your Vita, but do you know on June 18th what you're going to be playing on it? Uh, Killzone? No. No, that's What's going to be, Goldfarb? You wrote the news. On June 18th? Yeah. E3, the game. Rayman. No, no, Rayman no. September. We're gonna, when did I. Give me the date of. <laughs> May 23rd, you wrote this one that says. Blank, blank, blank. <laughs> Vita release date announced. <laughs> Your subhead Monster is Hunter. new touch and ad hoc features. Oh god! Not even a full sentence you couldn't give it. <laughs> it re- it rhymes with epic dicky Jew. Oh, oh yeah, epic Mickey Two oh, is wow. finally coming Last over. Week is a blur. Last week is Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox One. That's where the epic Mickey Two would even bother be bringing brought yeah. Vita after so long. This was announced after Junction Point closed, I believe. So it's like really. So who who's who? I, I never understand who makes these things. A lot of times, they... ports are handled by like third party companies, where they give it to them, and they're like, "Oh, we have a team that can handle it," and 
then it's just them modding it for the controls. Sans are already there for long. Sans are. Uh, so we're not excited about this one. No, nobody cared about Epic Mickey 2. I mean, Epic Mickey People 2. barely cared about Epic Mickey 1. Yeah, Epic Mickey 2, you know, it's funny, when the original Epic Mickey was announced, it was like a game for Oracle or something, and I saw the concept art, I was like, this game looks fucking awesome. And I played a little bit on Wii, totally burned out on it, like I never came yeah. close to finishing yeah. that game. And then when I heard that this one was going to be multi-platform, I was like, oh, like I'm excited to see the first like footage, because it leaked out from like a newsletter or something way back. So I was excited to like see the first footage. Maybe it would be dramatically different, and like maybe even have like a next gen version or whatever. Mm-hmm. When it came out, it just looked like the same thing. It didn't excite me at all. In in terms of like probably the biggest letdown from uh, promise to actual thing being existing, uh, Epic Mickey's is up there for worst of the worst. It always sounds like industry. such a beautiful, cool idea. And even when I saw an early demo that was like a really were you that E three. No, but I, I did. Yeah. I saw it at I saw it outside of E3, and I, I saw like, like a, Judges Day one. I saw like a vertical slice, and I was like, "Dude, that game sounds incredible." What you guys are trying yeah. to do and stuff, and especially because he's always like, you know, my time with Deus Ex, I learned all these things about providing all these alternate pathways, and then I don't know, it would get such mediocre reviews that I've I've never ended up playing one. It's, it was a for me personally, I think it was a weird franchise to go after. Right? Are there that many Mickey Mouse fans other than Scott Bromley playing video games who are just like, "Yes, I want it." What was like? The, it was like you were playing. You met the the old mascot Waldo or some yeah Oswald. That's it. It's like right. okay, that's cool. But who the hell? Oh, he made the company. Right. Yeah. The, the one kind of silver lining with Jumping Point Clothing, which is obviously sad. We never want to be looking like off Wizard Golf or whatever. Like Ward Specter kind of becoming a free agent is, is exciting because I if he gets he, picked up, well, he'll do something. I hope so. I think he has the pedigree to do something really cool. I just don't think Epic Mickey is it, unfortunately. Yeah. And like I do still love some of the art from it. Like we have this like. I mean, yeah, the the concept art for the original game was incredible, and I want, I still want somebody to be like, "Hey, nice try, guys," but I'll make that game based should, on that stuff. EA should buy Warren Spector and let him put him in charge of some Star Wars games. That's slavery, like that. yeah, I was gonna say I don't think, that's not how people work. Really? <laughs> I gotta renegotiate my contract. I was gonna say that's how they got you, right? They're like, "We just bought you from IGN." Oh, all right, all right. So you already mentioned it. Rayman Legends coming to PlayStation Vita. What's yeah, the story? Yeah, here? this is awesome. This is cool. Yeah, like, and so first of all, it has, um, this is kind of, in, in my eyes, a definitive version of this game, as crazy as that sounds. Because yeah. This game started as a Wii U exclusive, and now all these touchscreen features, uh, some cool, like, co-op stuff you could do. Then they announced it for PS3 360. We uh-huh. have that stuff is mostly, uh, I believe, going to be automated in those versions still. You know, you're not going to be able to help your friends through obstacles. It just happens automatically. The Vita version. Then they delayed the Wii U version. Yeah, to match up with the 360 PS3. Right. And now it's coming to Vita. You have all the touch features. Yep. It's optional. Or you can play it like the PS3 360 version. Mm-hmm. You get the challenge mode that's on Wii U, which I know Altana would love. It's, it's incredible. And, and it's perfect for Vita because it's one of those things you can pop in, play a level on the train, but eight times in a row, try to beat your score. What if you've and then already played Origins and stuff? Is this worth it's, getting? This is, a completely, this is a completely new game. I know it's a completely new game. I'm saying it's the same engine, art style, kind of same, similar gameplay. Sort of the same engine, yeah. They're, yeah. they're actually tweaking some stuff. There's I like, guess I'm saying, is this like the jump between like New Super Mario Brothers Wii and New Super Mario Brothers Wii 2? Honestly, and I love Nintendo, but I think Ubi's probably doing more more new shit with this game than Nintendo did with any of the new Super Mario Brothers from, from right. iteration to iteration. Right. I mean, this, this has so many options, right? Like, we've seen modes where you have to follow along with the rhythm. We've, yep. we've seen modes where it's just a traditional platformer where you have those touchscreen co-op stuff. The challenge mode is really smart because yeah. it keeps you playing. And it, there's there's just new stuff there every day. And, and you... <laughs> I feel like we work for Ubisoft. Right I know. Now. I feel like Greg had it 
There's real-time dynamic weapon changes. It's like, whoa, Brian likes Raymond. What? (laughs) No shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I totally, once it came out, I tried it, and I totally fell in love with it. And I will say, I gave the Vita version a 9 only because it had no multiplayer. And now all that stuff is there, so... And honestly, I've been playing the game on my Wii U, and, you know, that's nice and all, but the screen on the Vita is way better than on the Wii U. It's just yeah. way, way nicer. It's, it's the OLED nice. LED. I got way further in terms of, like, challenge mode on Raymond Origin on Vita than I did on... Yeah, it's a great train game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy. I, it was my airport game. I remember yeah. I was yeah. to see the reveal of uh, uh, what was it? PlayStation All Stars and God of War, whatever else we saw. And I remember sitting in the airport for like an hour and a half. We got delayed, and I just played Rayman nonstop. Yeah, that was when the video was still pretty new. And like, God, like it was so good. Was it, like, this whole situ- uh, situation reminds me of. Do you guys remember the Capcom Five back on GameCube? Where Capcom's like, we have five games coming exclusively to GameCube. They are. Yeah. Beautiful Joe, PNO3, Resident Evil, and they kept going through all these games, and they're like, Beautiful Joe's going to PS2. Uh, Resident Evil's going to everything. Uh, this one's canceled. So by the time it was done, it was really like one game. Rayman Legends on Wii U started exclusive, started as a launch window game. It was all these cool stuff, and it's like, now it's going everywhere. Now all the cool stuff that we were doing is going everywhere. And also, the other versions might even be better than the yeah, one. Actually, that... the failure of the Wii U might end up working out in Vita fans' like favor, because there might be games that were started production for Wii U, and they're like, nope, it's going to fail on that crap. We might as well bring it to Vita. Cause sure. I mean, if you're... If we're going to fail, let's fail on every platform we can. Going on a fail tour, boys. If you're going to kill the small installation, anyway, you might as well double it. And you can release the game digitally and stuff like. I mean, I know you can't on Wii U, but who's doing that? Man, the Wii U is just a what a I mean, I mistake. Bought my Wii, I still have forty dollars credit at GameStop because you know Amazon doesn't sell Nintendo products, which sucks. So we, you and I, Brian, ordered yeah. our Wii U's at GameStop. I pre-ordered uh, Mario and Rayman. Those were the mm-hmm. launch titles I wanted, and I went to pick it up. Rayman was had obviously already been delayed at that point, so like I still have a Rayman Legends yeah. credit at GameStop, just waiting for that game on Wii U. That, yeah. And now I'm obviously just buying the Vita one and canceling that purchase. Yeah, don't even bother. Yeah, I, I haven't touched my Wii U at all. But anyway, I digress. I don't know. So, it's I mean, a video I, game show. You're allowed to talk about video games. <laughs> with, with that Rayman Legends app, I actually play it every few days. So, yeah, but that's. And that's on the Vita version, too. Which yeah, exactly. So that's know, cool. I don't know if they've outright confirmed, I would assume, but I don't know if they've outright confirmed that being on PS3 or The uh, two biggest games so, for Vita that I'm looking forward to this year are Killzone, because I want to yeah. see if that turns out well. Because it is, being, I, I really hope it will. When it's we being went, made by Gorilla. When we got to so play, it's like, it, no. it looks amazing. It Why? Looks awesome. I, I don't. Know, what is this necessity that we have to have this like triple A first we person shooter on a four inch screen? But it'd be cool if someone can pull it off. Exactly. Like I, when I play Vita, I want to play Rayman. I want to play Guacamelee. I want to play Sound Shapes. I don't want to play Killzone that I, I could oh, play on my. But giant tons of people do though. Five minute team deathmatch, like fitting in first person shooter, like at the airport or whatever. I, I would totally do that. I guess. Like, the bottom line is that is that. Is that it looks? It may look cool, but that doesn't matter because even like some of the resistance games and stuff in vertical slice previews looked cool, right? Yeah, and we thought they looked cool, and then they were so crushingly disappointing. Well, mm-hmm. what what they sound like they're getting right with it, right? Is the fa- 
that sounds weird. Uh, what they sound like they're getting right is the fact that multiplayer, single player is all one pool of money and what's working, right? So right. even if you are at the airport and you are disconnected and you're not playing with friends, you are playing by yourself and you're making your character better, right? You're See, that, that's up. actually brilliant because that's what I was going to say. The one thing that would keep me from saying, hey, I want to play a few rounds of multiplayer is, oh, I'm on the airplane Wi-Fi or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah, screw yeah, that yeah. shit. Yeah, yep. I mean, the exciting thing is that it is a first-party game, right? So it's like everything that Call of Duty did not do, and, and Resistance didn't do it because there was no Resistance game, but, like, Black Ops Declassified had no connection with Black Ops 2. You know, they haven't confirmed any kind of connection between Mercenary and Shadowfall, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sony... There should be there something. something, yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, there's they're... Some kind of crossover or something. They should be smart enough to do that, exactly. right? Exactly. Well, and if anyone can do it, it would be a first-party studio. Right, and that's... Yeah, it's Sony Cambridge, you know, now Sony Gorilla, or Cambridge, Gorilla Cambridge. Yeah, as part of exactly, as part of Gorilla, right? So they're I all mean, there working the same thing. If they don't do it, that's, like, crushingly because, like, if they don't do it, no one will ever do it. Yeah. Because, again, I've said this a billion times in this podcast, Black Ops Declassified could have been the same terrible game that it was, but if it had enabled you to earn experience for Black Ops 2, it probably would have been a runaway success. Sure, sure, makes sense. Um, well, and then the other game... <laughs> It wouldn't. Yeah, it would wouldn't have, have hurt. People bought. I mean, yeah. People. <laughs> Sorry, I just back that. A runaway if success. They, if they had, it would have sold. Three copies with Black Ops Two, so you get a voucher to get Black Ops Declassified free, and then as soon as sure. you beat it and play that game, you get experience in your Black Ops Two game. I think that would have been. I'm not even convinced that nihilistic is like they're not like a bad developer. Not at all. Sure. Not but, at all. But no, we've but, never yeah. said that. Yet. But they keep taking on contracts where it's like you have nine months make flip a video the, game. Flip this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because now it's now they're instigate and they only. Um, I mean, we were we were talking about this with uh, Courtney Draper the other day. Plug, 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 up at noon. Go watch that. IGN.com. Uh, Go.IGN.com forward slash up at noon eps to get to the episodes. The, uh, the yeah, there's a spoiler. A lot of people didn't want to read the headline. <laughs> well, but she, <laughs> she was talking about when she first started working on Infinite, and it, we were just sitting there going like, hey, you know what? They kind of just let Ken Levine do his own thing for a few years, and they weren't like, make this fucking thing. This movie's coming out. You have six months to do it, or you have to time it to the release of everything else. They let him do his own thing. It was the best-selling game that month. It's the highest. It'll be probably the highest-reviewed game of the year, and I think there's a, you know, there's a lesson to be learned there. Right, Goldfarb? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the crazy thing is that Take-Two, you know, as a company is actually really, like, I mean, look at Activision, look at Take-Two, you know, like, <clears throat> Activision has it down to a science, and they're getting these games out once per year, they're selling, like, insane numbers. Right. So, like, that's <clears throat> the argument for the annualized franchise thing, Ubisoft's obviously perfecting that, too. On the other side is Take-Two, you know, Rockstar and Irrational have as much time as they want. Yeah. Take-Two still has its, its annualized franchises, but, like, they're still allowing this artistic freedom for people, which is, like... Very rare, right? right. I mean, it's people are cautious about it because there's people like Dennis Dyack who makes cool games here and there, but takes nine years to do no, it. He made and... one cool game, okay, and then, and then one cool port. <laughs> High they, five, Goldie. And then they failed over and over again. Yes. Well, that's what happened. Either way, but I mean, he's like, hey, I need eleven years to work on this thing, and it doesn't sell well. So, speaking of letting your biggest franchise go do whatever they want, uh, Grand Theft Auto getting special editions, collector's editions. They did this for four as well, right? I, I when I first read yeah. about this, I thought it was out of the ordinary, but then it turned out no. I was I, the more I thought about it, I remember the lockbox for four that yep. there was and stuff. Yep. Yep. They actually uh, Rockstar was pretty cool about it when Grand Theft Auto Three got released, like for the tenth anniversary on iOS or whatever. Uh-huh. You could buy it's like a cool figure. It's like mm-hmm. Casey has it somewhere. It's like it's really really cool. It came in like a fancy box. So. Good story. Thanks. Love you. 
Now, Anthony, this, you, just, this, you just threw away a bunch of crap. Are you going to buy this to get a whole bunch of new crap? Got, there's not, two things. I don't even Special think. edition comes with a steelbook featuring the artwork of the game's three leads, a blueprint map of Los Santos, a boost for your character's in-game special ability, bars, additional stunt place cha- plane challenges, yeah. as well as a bonus outfits and weapons. Finally, additional weapons is, to be available for free. The pistol. And a real I, gun. I, I really am the biggest nerd for like, merchandise and special editions and stuff, but this does not excite me. Well, nah. you didn't hear about the collector's edition. That comes with everything the special edition has, along with a security deposit bag, a new era 950 snapback cap with embroidered Los Santos, Rockstar, and V logos on it, and the ability to use classic Grand Theft Auto characters wow. when playing Grand Theft Auto online. Additionally, you also get the 1930 style hot knife, hot rod, and the Carbon RS sports bike for use in single player, and the Chameleon electric car for use online. I'm really or can I sell you? <laughs> I'm I'm having one of the Jacob moments where my eyes are just closed. I'm like, like dialed into exactly. Or what's you know, happening. go or to the store, wait. buy yourself a nice shirt, say, or you can wait till <laughs> go, it comes out on PC go and to you dinner. can mod in every form of car you've ever wanted. Yeah, but you can't mod that hat onto yourself in real life. Yeah, go to etsy.com. No, I mean honestly. Uh, Grand Theft Auto games. You I should o- do a feature called "Make Your Own Special Editions at Home from Scratch." I purchased every single one. And Sounds I, like a successful YouTube <laughs> franchise. And I have like a, I, ha- I love them very much for like three days, and then I'm over them. That's how it always is. I never finished those games. Really? I finished, I finished four because I did the guide for it. Um, you did the guide for four? I did. I did the guide for. four. I, I had this weird like five year old moment this morning where I was walking around San Francisco on the way to work, and I was like. I remembered Grand Theft Auto V was coming out this year, and I'm like, there's a team of people working on a whole city in a game that I'll get to explore myself this year <laughs> in stores this fall. And I'm walking around, I'm like, I'm in a fucking city. I can go do anything I want here. It's great. But yeah, it's 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 actually it's a little exciting. I'm in the same boat as you, Anthony, where I play the first few hours, and I'm like, all right, I get it. And then I just end up running around sandboxing and doing dumb shit. Yes, but I'm just really excited to do that again. I am too, but I, but I think I, I think if I have to pick one... And, like, granted, I didn't get a ton of free games through IGN. Like, I don't think any of us do because we usually end up, like, some people get some of this, some people get some of that. But I'm definitely going to get a lot less. Yeah. And so and so, if I have to pick and choose, I think I'm going to, I like, I'm probably going to get, like, I know they're not directly the same game, but I, I want Saints Row more than I want GTA Right. 5. Interesting. Right. See, I, I, Saints Row 3 is awesome, but for me, it's, it's I'm, I would, of the two, definitely want GTA See, yeah, I'm the I'm the snapback to that. It's, I I always finish the Grand Theft Autos. I usually you know really really love it. The if you like snapbacks, it. you should pre-order Grand Theft Auto. I see what you're saying, you're, but, but Saints Row are the ones where you just stick around. Saints Row, yeah, yeah I, I can't Row, get yeah. invested in. Saints Row is more fun for like a short burst. I would say sure. Like if I'm sitting down for a little bit, I want to want to play Saints Row. The missions in Saints Row are probably more fun, quote unquote, than the. Yeah, the I agree. I, I I like the stuff in Saints Row Three also, where they're like, hey, you can take over each part of the city. It's all yours. GTA Four didn't really have anything like that. That's the thing about five. Though, they had like, friends. I, I, yeah, the way, exactly. The way I play open world games is that I generally don't even play. Like I'll do the first few missions to unlock everything. Like, yeah. Map, <laughs> right. 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 And then I just drive. And, and well, that's why I love Saints Row Three because you could just be like, hey, there's ten dudes hanging outside of this factory. I'm gonna kill them all, but and then, then this factory's mine. I, and I, all the missions were like, hey, blow this thing up, fly here, go there. And in, yeah. in GTA, it's like, follow Tommy to the auto body shop. And you're like, I mean, all the right. Thing is, GTA tends to have a more ambitious story than what it can actually achieve. Like GTA yeah. 4, on paper, the story is like really cool and complicated and awesome. But it's like, man, playing it, there's like one or two missions I really like. The Rockstar so. guys, like, they do tell decent stories. But the reason they tell decent stories is because they just rip off movies that are really great. Like verbatim, a lot of times. 
and uh, I think they'll probably do that. I with, hope this one's Jurassic Park. I, 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 I think they'll do that with GTA Five as well. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing, right? Like, like sometimes the best ideas are made from taking someone else's idea and adapting it, right? But it's like uh, the biggest thing I think they have to do with GTA, if they can, is whether or not they can like break that wall where you're like, man, he's such a conflicted personality, but he's got a heart of gold, yet you run over people all the time, right? Right. Like, that's yeah. the thing that GTA has always <laughs> struggled with. Well, that's yeah. like, like Tomb Raider, and I mean, you talked about it with Bioshock, like it's like. Or these were disconnects where the story is telling you one thing and the gameplay is telling you something yeah. else. And, like, especially for an open world game, that's a really hard thing to mm-hmm. Yep. You could always stop at every light. I may, I may sound <laughs> critical there, but I will say that there's no such thing as an original idea anymore. Like, almost ever. Sure. Did you ever do that in, in GTA where you, like, I tried to. Yeah. Yeah, it's the game completely breaks, and then like you pull up really slowly, and then you still knock down a telephone pole, and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> my dad's gonna be so mad." On PC, on PC, there were on GTA 4 PC, which we don't know if there is on PC version of Five, but usually historically, it's always come out later on. Uh, on Four, there are servers dedicated, modded servers where it is a hundred. I think there are no random NPCs; it's all people. And so, and they're made to where everyone has to follow traffic laws, and there are some people that just spawn in and just play as cops and wait for people to break the law, and then like, <laughs> pull you over. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're are talking you about you're walking down the street like, oh, no, I want to explore a world, cops. <laughs> kids are just like fuck? watching TV. I want to be a cop. That's what I wow. Know. That is the worst. That's the worst person you could ever be in real life gotta, or a game. You got to deal, so- <laughs> deal with it in a video game where the cop's like, show me your wallet. And you're like, go to like hit the wrong button and pull out a baseball bat. <laughs> Andrew, go far. <laughs> on May 23rd, you wrote a story on IGN that goes something like this. Blank Blank 2 listing appears on Blank Germany. Oh, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge 2. Tell me oh, about yeah. this. So it's confirmed <laughs> finally. Finally confirmed. No. Damn it. I mean, it's, they have, it's, it's, Mirror's Edge is really funny because a lot of people want the sequel. Not that the first one sold terribly well. But no, it, it didn't it at all. It kind of has this cult following that's, that's come after. And um, they've said so many times on the record, they're like, we really still like Mirror's Edge. We don't want to kill it off. You know, it just depends on business. And so if it finally happened, it would be awesome. But we've fallen for this. Some I mean, they're working on Battlefield 4, and then they're going to work Star on Wars something game. Star Wars, and it's like... Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? We don't know, or I don't personally know the size of the dice of team, but I would imagine that Battlefield 4 in and of itself is this colossal undertaking. And that's all the Swedish team. All of but it. But you also have people working on the engine, because don't forget that every EA game is supporting Frostbite 3 now, so there has to be at least some people just, like, working on maintaining and updating that engine. They have a Frostbite engine for mobile. Like, there's so many people... The dice name is going to slowly become, like, the Bioware name, though, where it's a little bit muddied and it's hard to tell, Uh is this a dice proper game? Like, you know, like, whenever we talk about a Bioware game, we're like, oh, is it the Bioware Edmonton Edmonton team? Because that's, like, the one we think of as, like, the one that gave us the games we love. I mean, an older public. Sure, sure, but I'm saying that we... But I'm... But I'm saying, like, now we have Dice LA and stuff like that, and it's like, are those just the Danger Close guys under a different name? Yeah, See, you just like, named you just named a whole bunch of things that are going to absolutely make a ton of money, and it's just like, hey, let's take a break from that stuff and make the one about the girl that exactly on the that's the thing. some people like. EA is going to have a hard time justifying that. I mean, a lot of people, you know, if you're reading the comments on IGN, I've seen a few like people tweeted it, like, could this be some kind of weird Microsoft exclusive with Connect or something? Because the box art that leaked was Xbox. Actually, hold on. Huh. Hold your thoughts, everybody. Right. 
So as we were saying, no, well, Renee, we gotta apologize now. I don't, yeah. as you noticed in the podcast, for some unknown reason, for no reason whatsoever, ever, my voice cut out. Andrew Goldfarb's voice disappeared in the middle of that first uh, section of the show. I'm but sorry, he, he's back now. I'm back. I, I was talking about if Mirror's Edge. You know, the rumor is that Mirror's Edge Two would be some kind of Connect enabled Ooh, Xbox One exclusive. That. That, that sounds like that, so much but, exercise. But while, but while that that sounds really dumb to us, that does make sense as as how EA could get the funding to do it. If like right. Microsoft also subsidized subsidized the development costs, and all of a sudden now it's like, well now we only have to sell this mount to make a profit, and that could actually make a lot of sense. Plus, as much as I would hate that, it, it actually kind of makes sense, like Mirror's Edge, to be that yeah. way. I wouldn't want to do it, but I'm just yeah. saying that I could I could see why it would make sense to people. It's a good fan yeah. move, too. Like, if it's part of their E3 presentation, they're like, also, we revived this thing a couple and this, people. We really know love. you guys people say we're the most evil Morgan. company in America. <laughs> but instead, <laughs> we're going to bring back Mirror's Edge. No, but it'll just be there like, we do have hardcore games coming out for Connect. Yeah, you can also be. run as your avatar. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it'll be interesting seeing, because uh, they are going to play up Connect at E3, and it'll be interesting seeing if Sony plays up Move in response. I mean, the God, controller... No, no, go the opposite way. I mean, the controller has I mean, it built they, in. They have to, and it they still have exists. a camera built in as a yeah. peripheral. I mean, like, both Sony and Microsoft have cameras that are coming out. They have their Move and Connect functionality still exist. They're, if they put the money into developing it for the new console, you can bet that games will use it. Hopefully we won't yeah, not see. Sony, I think, is the one that had the uh, the patent that they put out that was like, where if if someone's watching certain television programs and they have their console on, they can like say something to skip commercials and stuff like that. I think that's a Sony patent. Really? I could be mistaken. Well, but there I think was the a patent Sony... shows like a McDonald's commercial and they say McDonald's and the commercial ends. There's <laughs> your future TV right there. I don't want. I don't want to go commercial, to the future, Ryan. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. All this. All the. I don't. Honestly, all this next gen stuff is making me very worried. I mean, Greg, do you have a? Topic, I know that sounded like you the have a, old a lady topic to plan. Because no, one thing we could talk about is that so there's this movement this week. Kill his mic. <laughs> <laughs> no! uh, there's this movement this week about. Um, you know, in response to Microsoft, in response to all the use game fee rumors and all that stuff, that uh, people started this PS4 no DRM hashtag. Yeah, and right, tweeting right. at Shuhei, it's Scott Rohde, at uh, Adam Boy, is it? I, I, I Kevin think Butler. I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> at Kevin Butler, yeah, who can make the difference. Um, <laughs> at all these Sony executives, like, begging them to not follow in the footsteps of Microsoft. And it's like, part of me when I first saw it is like, Jesus Christ, like, this is a hashtag on Twitter for a console that is done, you know, or, or close to being completely final is... Uh, Probably not going to make a difference, but then Adam Boy has tweeted out that, like, oh, we hear you, and, you know, it makes more of a difference than you would think, or something like that. Right, right, um, yeah, although they make up less than a percent of the potential consumer base or something. Well, like and that. that's what's so interesting about this is, like, as Colin always says, if there are no used games in these consoles, it's not Sony and Microsoft doing it. It's pressure from the publishers. It's EA, Activision, Ubisoft that are asking for this kind of thing to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted your thought. I, I mean, I, li- I, I really like you. I like you too. I think Do you want to? I think that was good. Are you free later? I, don't, I mean, yeah. I don't. I agree with the thought that we can have sex. If one person's, oh, if one team is doing it, <laughs> they've got to all be doing it. Like, yeah. Why would Microsoft make this one weird move on their own, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what Colin keeps saying. Like, like his example last week. It's like, why would they let you buy Madden 25 on Xbox One and none of your friends can play it and you can't trade it in? But if you buy Madden 25 on PS4, you can do whatever you want with it. Like, yeah. obviously, it that not, would never too, be allowed Sony to happen. Doesn't, Sony is not making games because they want you to have the best gameplay experiences. They're making games to make money. So, the yeah. business. We always talk about that. Yeah. But that said, I still find the and movement... And the best gameplay experience. I still find the movement really interesting because there will have to be... 
I do feel like it'll come to this critical mass where there will be some kind of response to, to cater to these people or, or, or something. You know, Microsoft hasn't detailed. There's been all these confusing mixed messages about how trading and games will work. Sony's going to have to talk about this at some point, too. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, really I... interested to see how this works. If there's really going to be a one-time use code, kind of like an online pass, that comes with every game, well, how basically, are use games going to work? What needs to happen now is that somebody needs to say something. Because yeah. no one is saying shit, and well, it's and terrifying. Gu- and I guarantee you the reason Sony's not saying anything is because they don't have good things to say. Right. Right. Like, if they if they knew that what they had to say was, like, exact opposite of Microsoft, they would have oh, espe- right came out with them and, like, you know, Microsoft's saying all this, but here's Sony's stance. They would have let yeah. it run, but they know that that's Especially not right true. now, there's so much backlash against Microsoft that Sony came out, and they're just like, oh, we're not doing any of that bullshit. Don't worry, guys. People will be like, oh, my God, PS4. Let me pre-order it right now. But I do have not. to say with everything that I've seen and heard so far about the consoles, you know, snap judgment, uh, as a person who, again, I won't be in the games press, but I'll still be talking about games publicly and stuff. But, like, the consoles are going to be so expensive that if I have to make a snap judgment, buy one at this point, it's a PS4. Yeah, me too. For Blacklight Retribution, available from Zombie Studios. That's not even shell. why. That's not even why. It's mostly that I've seen games, and I've seen games that interest me so far, and... I, I like Sony's sort of push for indie devs, and if I have to pick one of the two at launch, like, it's the hardware, like, it's not like before, like, when you looked at the Sony hardware with the PlayStation 3, and you're like, what the fuck are people going to do with that? Right now, I look at it, and I'm like, they're both really comparable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people are going to be able to, like, it's not going to, this generation isn't going to be like the last one where it's like, ah, well, the PlayStation does like this, but they could look a little sharper on 3. It's not going to be like I think we still, we still haven't had that 599 US dollars moment of the year yet and i think that's going to happen at e3 like one of these guys is going to come out and be like oh well it's yeah they're really both fucking I, that's expensive. the thing is, that, is i both picture them i picture both consoles being 500 bucks yeah. yeah by the time you buy a console in a couple of games i don't think i can afford to buy both if they no, both come out in the holiday. that's that's what i was saying last week i mean i agree right yeah. like i really want both i like owning both i, I like both ecosystems but yeah i mean like 100 percent agree that snap judgment if i can only buy one or the other it's absolutely and a i've PS4 seen more right compelling now. sony exclusives coming out this year Potentially, well, Such because as I mean, Mac. <laughs> don't forget that Microsoft well, isn't, isn't hasn't. Second Sun coming out this year? Yeah, yeah. So well, I, they haven't confirmed, but you know, I think, I, I, think love, they, I think I, it is a launch. I, I, I love it. Infam- confirmed, according to Andrew Goldfarb. I love it. I love Consider it news. I loved Infamous One and Two. I liked. Kill, I like Killzone. So for me, both of those coming out like in that launch window, like all right, like I'm on yep. board. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, just I do put think Microsoft Nathan is... Drake and, and a number four next to him and have him go Sully, and then I, I, that's me. <laughs> Day oh, one, yeah. and I'm buying PS4. I, what I, if he I... starts talking about his son instead? Still Ooh, sure. Oh, <laughs> Sully, take care of my son. I do think uh, Microsoft is going to come out all guns blazing about games at E3. Yeah. Hopefully Sony does too. Hopefully it's not Second Son and Killzone and they, they blew their wad at the February event. I don't think that's going to be the case, but as no. far as launch titles, like who knows what they have. In yeah. March, Sony said, quote... We haven't announced. We haven't announced a launch date for Infamous Second Son. We have nothing date. to announce at this time. But I thought they said it was a launch title. That in Infamous or I mean, in uh, Killzone. I mean. I'm not. I mean, I think it will be for sure. I, yeah. Well, I the wonder... reason they haven't announced a launch date is because they don't have a launch date for the console. Right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Sony. This, Sony is. This is from Colin Moriarty. Sony is yet to confirm any launch games for the PlayStation 4, except for Killzone Shadowfall. But that might change mm, soon. Okay. Resumes dug up on Silicon Era indicate that the game Infamous blah blah. blah. We're yeah. in a weird spot too because so much of this is about. Uh, what carries over from last gen and people are like well all my achievements carry over so i'll just stick with that or you know my trophies carry over so i'll stick with that which to me like i've never been too crazy about about either of those things so i don't know how much of that is a deal like i mean some people will only play call of duty on xbox no matter what the xbox is they'll only play it there so was you know call of duty dogs enough to get those people to be like well i'm gonna shell out all the money for this x bone 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly don't have all the answers. But to me, like Microsoft kind of fucked up last week. Oh yeah, I think everyone's that, I think... really quick to write. When we had a whole podcast about this last week, right? Yeah. As far as what we are reactions were, everyone's been really quick to write off Microsoft. I'm not I writing them off. No I'm saying they happening. came out of the gate stumbling. But I still love. I love to play sure. my Xbox this generation. I still think they came out of the gate just swinging for a different crowd, a different fence. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and I'm they, not they even have said about that. since that isn't that isn't the part where they stumbled. This part where they stumbled is all the miscommunication with right. the public. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, that's that's what I mean too. And they have said since like, hey, remember the shitty parts of every E3 conference? We got those out of the way last week. We're just going to do the game stuff at E3. Yeah, so. I mean, if they can show me a lineup of crazy exclusives, my opinion could easily change. They say there's 15, 15 exclusives this year, but it's like, okay, but non-connect ones. That's the thing. I know, right? Yeah, and, and that's what we and, talked and about last week. And I also don't give a shit, last week. A shit about Killer Instinct. <gasps> so yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, me neither. That's it's so interesting, right? Like they they say they have this historic rare franchise. It has to be Killer. Instinct. We're all assuming it's Killer Instinct exactly. Like I, they say they have you know all these big games. You assume there's going to be like either their Fable MMO or their rare Gears or other, Halo or rare whatever. Has other historic franchises, but they have. They've already been revived. But they haven't been out long enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dark was on 360, as was Banjo, and it's yep. like, so and it they don't have the rights to Goldeneye. Plus, like... if I was someone at Microsoft, I'd be looking at how good Injustice and Mortal Kombat sold recently. I'd be like, okay, there's there's a place for this. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Like, I'm really excited for E3 because I, it's not hard to envision a scenario where the tides turn and Sony, you know, has a bunch of cool games that they're showing, but they're all like 2014, 2015 games. Whereas Microsoft is like, we have these eight exclusive, they're all launch titles. Like, that could conceivably happen. I don't think it necessarily will. I think Sony's smarter than that, and they're probably, they have a lot of tricks up their sleeve, but... Well, that is know. the big concern, right? That's what, I mean, that's what I keep saying when I talk about the chess match, right? That at E3, Sony has to come out and say, because, you know, Killzone isn't a system seller for most people. Infamous isn't, yep. Knack isn't. Yep. So instead, yeah. you come out and say, Uncharted 4 is this, and God of War mm-hmm. 4 is this. But don't forget, on top of that, even with Uncharted 4, Killzone, whatever, whatever they're announcing, or uh, Uncharted, God of War, whatever... They're, they have to go over the details Microsoft just did. And Microsoft has done a terrible job communicating those details, right. but the, the backlash is happening now rather than at E3. But they you won't know, do like, any of that stuff at their press conferences, though. They won't be like, also, we're going to fuck you on some music. Exactly. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be roundtables with Shu. Yeah, sure. like, shit stories will trickle out through all different media outlets, and they'll give everybody a slightly different answer, and that's how it always is at E3. And your job will suck because you'll have to like comb through all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, rounding out the road report, Sony Sony announced that through ads that the PlayStation 4 is definitely launching in 2013 in the UK. I guess those Brits over there didn't know. Keza McDonald crying into her monocle. And uh, Visceral <laughs> Studios that's, that's what they're is for. for sure working on a Star Wars game right now. It's confirmed for next gen. Anthony, you're the up at noon Jedi. Does that make you happy? Is that uh, why they got out of this Dead Space business? It depends which Visceral team is working on it. What too. does that mean? It means that Visceral's also split into a bunch of teams and stuff, too, and it's hard to know, like, is it the Dead Space team? Well, I mean, Montreal's gone now, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just what I'm saying. EA creates a cool studio and a cool branded studio and then convolutes it enough that I have a hard time knowing which is which. <laughs> like, so I'm not sure what Visceral means. It doesn't. Mean I would think it's, to- it's the, whatchamacallit. But the guys at Visceral, yeah. like, if it's the team that I'm thinking, like the ones that are actually close by, they do amazing work. So I would love to see what they do with the Star Wars game. Like, what, who knows what it will be. Because Visceral's made action games, you know, of Dante's Inferno, so we could very well see their take on a game like Force Unleashed, and it'll just be set in a Star Wars type setting. So sure. Know. I mean, for all we know, the game they're making is a Episode Seven tie-in action adventure game. I mean, they they strongly implied that you know, so they said Bioware is going to continue to work in Star Wars. We assume that's future Old Republic stuff. Then they said Dice and Visceral have games, and Frank Bo strongly implied that one of those is a movie tie-in. 
yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, an action adventure starring whoever the lead is, and it's more like Force Unleashed because they have that sort of thing that they've done in the past with. And imagine working Dante's. visceral and getting to know all those details right now about the next Star Wars movie. Well, very vague details are yeah. probably like you know it'll be this guy. Yeah. So, I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, I would, that's a dream project. I just hope that my biggest thing with them is that EA and towards the end of this generation, in my opinion has put some of their teams on impossible de- development cycles that have not let them make the games that they should have been able to make. And so they need to give them the time they need to actually finish it and make it great. Like, I'm not saying that there aren't great games. Like, that. Like Battlefield 3 has amazing multiplayer, but the single player was wanting. And even when it launched, it launched with, like, a 2-gigabyte patch because things were broken. And it's like, let them finish their game. Give them those extra three months they need for that polish time, and they can do even better things than they already are doing. that's the end of the road report it's been a long one but it was a good one it was packed with conversation and good friends and grog Uh, (laughs) Andrew Goldfarb I'm gonna get it wrong we're all excited for The Last of Us we are but if I wanted to know what games I could buy and play right now where would I go the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editor that sounded good to me yeah. I think you got it there. I got. I know. I always forget the word PlayStation, and I always forget the word IGN. You got to double it's up the, the PlayStation. Most important part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just doing the reading off the PlayStation Network update because everything's there as usual. Fuse yeah. came out finally. Hooray! That Insomniac game finally limped into I stores. Played half of it. What do you think? It's okay. Yeah, they, I, Mitch I totally, gave it a six five. I, I totally agree with like the middling scores it's getting. It's like it has some really fun parts, and if you're playing with other people, it's totally a good enough co-op experience. But, like, the interesting stuff they do with the characters are so half-baked, and it feels like a universe where they had really cool ideas about storytelling they wanted to do, and then something happened, they weren't able to, to do it. So, But the weapons are fun, and I, th- I think that there's potential there. But it is really weird, too. Mitch talks about this in his, in his review, where there's, like, a weird sort of dichotomy between, like, the characters will be like, man, you know me, I'm scared of cats. I'm so scared of cats. Like, that's a guy he's legitimately scared of cats. <laughs> uh, house cats. And and it's like ha 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 funny moment, and then all of a sudden he'll like rip someone's head off their body or something. You'll just be like, those two things don't go together. <laughs> it's like if the Incredibles movie was made by Pixar and it was ultra violent. <laughs> all right. Also out this week, digitally and retaily, in the brick and mortar stores, Grid Two. Then we get to the digital stuff only. Mountain Crime Requital. Wolfenstein Requiddle? 3D. Whoa. Are they requiting that mountain crime yeah. after all those years? And then, <laughs> if you want, on the digital front, you can pre-order The Last of Us starting today. Obviously. Which is really cool because as, you as you're downloading it, you can you know lock it in. And when it's 50% done, you'll be able to start playing, yeah. which is really cool. I think I might do that. I might actually just buy it digitally. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying. So I'm gonna, people on Beyond will not care about this at all, but I'm going to walk through it. I'm going on vacation the week after E3. We okay. get back. On the Friday before, The Last of Us comes out that day. Yeah. Do I pre-order to come to the office or to my apartment? It's the same thing because the office is a half a block from your office. Right, but do, it's you, is the office the mailroom going to close? crime acquitted, Goldfarb. <laughs> so Last of Us <laughs> comes out next Friday? No, no the, the Friday, Friday after E3, the 14th. But do you think the mailroom will be open on the 14th? Uh, yeah, I think Cheryl will be here. Are they you in can the double office? check. Okay. Are you just trying to... You, why are you yeah, like our building work? managers aren't going to E3 to preview video games. They still have a total right, but the office, building. Like last year, the office was closed that Friday because no one was here. Oh. Uh-huh. Double and check with nothing them. going on. Make sure. Yeah. But I think you'd be all right. Thank you, Beyond listeners, for listening to my They like this. This is what they like. Play. They like yeah. this dumb shit we talk about. I just no want to make sure games. I have time to play it before I go on vacation. No I, I want to finish it that weekend before no I go PlayStation home. PlayStation minis. 
PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it'll still Plus. be there when you get back. Yeah, but then the new Borderlands DLC is out. Whatever. Oh, was an excuse. PlayStation Plus, Boys Blue Continuum Shift Extended is free. Get on that, even if you don't want it. Just get in your account management. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do that I do, all the time. I do that too. Yeah. Download, cancel. Yeah. All right, it's, it's there. It's, it's, yep. uh, then there's a bunch of other crap, but that was, those are the free games. <laughs> that made me feel good that there's more people to do that. Oh, yeah. We, we recommend all the time. Okay. The Warriors is the PlayStation 2 classic coming to go get that. Thank then goodness. there's a whole bunch of DLC. How was that game? The Warriors on PS2? Don't worry about it. Why do you okay. care? Old game's old. Don't worry about it. Whoa! Mountain crime acquitted. Now, there's a whole bunch of add-on DLC content you can buy, but more importantly, there is a $20 Last of Us season pass for DLC this year. Uh, Or for this, whatever. This is a 30% savings off of the DLC packs individually, apparently. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. DLC single-player or multiplayer, though? It's both. Wow. There's three DLC packs. The first, one of them is going to be single-player, which will continue the story. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But then, and then there's more multi. There's two packs and a multiplayer. Which I the way they're talking about the multiplayer in this game, I will try it. I will which try is more it, than I say sure for most. It will be fun, but they're, they're, what do you mean the way they're talking about the multiplayer? Nothing's they haven't said, said anything about the multiplayer. They said it's the best multiplayer ever. <laughs> <laughs> One, that's the only yeah. thing they've said. Nate, Nate Wells said that. That's true. yes. He said it was the best ever. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. That's to see enough. What, I'm excited to see what it actually is. Uh, Mountain crime requited. <laughs> God damn. Mountain crime requited. <laughs> You get some day one bonuses if you buy it too. Increased crafting speed, increased healing speed, increased reload, blah, 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 bunch of bullshit. You also get the Grounded, the 90-minute making of documentary, done by Area 5. Oh, grounded, that, that the Andrew Goldfarb story. I, thought, I think that comes on the disc. This I is thought. a day one bonus. It's a, it says it's exclusive. Does that mean I got in trouble with my parents? Well, your dad busted. You guys should do that. The oh. Area 5 guys do good work. They do do really good work. <sighs> well, that was, a, that was a show. Well, We still haven't even talked to the listeners yet. Oh, hey, hey listeners. listeners. Hey, listeners. Yeah, we have a whole bunch. Does email work now? Yes. Beyond at IGN is working again. At IGN.com. That's where you send, your, that's where you send it. Like? Like Dylan. Dylan writes in with Dylan subject Joe. line help. No. Beyond, I'm Dylan from New York. My interest is in buying a v- My interest in vi- buying a Vita is growing. However, with <laughs> such a high cost to go with having to buy a memory card and game separately, is it? Just really not that affordable. God, I, sh- I didn't have a chance to pre-read any of these emails. I apologize. So I just bought my friend Mike. Do you think a price drop is in the Vita's near future? Yes. No. no. What? There will be de facto price drops. I think they will start bundling in more shit than they can throw at you. You're, but... you're crazy. They're going to announce a price drop at E3. Uh, I don't think they will do an across-the-board The only drop. time it will be a price drop will be a holiday maybe, but it won't sure. happen. I don't think they're going to drop it. It needs like... it. You, right, but if they bundle it with like four games and a 32 gig memory card, that is a de facto. It's essentially a price drop anyway. They're just they don't want to literally say this is now 199.99 because you're still gonna have to buy the memory card and everything separately anyway. Right. If they just do a bundle and keep it at the same price, bundles they don't necessarily sexy, lose. And bundles phase. are hard to explain it to people. I say it. I I would like to think that at E3 they would announce a price drop. Yes. PlayStation I'm floor, they do not. PlayStation floor. <laughs> <laughs> and PlayStation ceiling. P- <laughs> I mean, I can see what they're saying. Greg's like, PlayStation PS4 4 is going to interact with yeah. your Vita so much. And to help people you know, move into that generation with your Vita in hand, we're lowering the price by $50. Below. Sure, if they can do it in a way that Woo! helps them save face. But I just feel like during a press conference, suddenly going to uh, – don't forget about our handheld, which has been a failure in stores, so we're they're dropping the price. Vita at the conference. Yeah, of course. That. I'm just saying I don't think – I think there are smarter ways to make it appealing and talk about the handheld and, and add value to it without necessarily taking the hit of dropping the price. Yeah. 
I mean, 3DS dropped like 80 bucks, and it was the smartest thing they ever did. Yeah. But it also made them look really bad at the time. And no and, one But cares. look at the numbers. Yeah, but yeah. totally. I mean, like, the the, the long-term gain is better. The I people totally that were agree, sitting but... there going, this makes him look bad, were the same people that were sitting there going, Nintendo's going to be out of business next month because most people are fucking idiots. I mean, I could see a gold for saying it'll be like, we're announcing a bundle. It comes with Killzone and a year of PlayStation Plus, and it's exactly. the same Sure, price. yes. Sure, sure, sure. That's and a memory good, card, but... and yeah. I mean, you figure they... We're talking about them looking bad or whatever. I think right now Sony's on this wave of we're the gamer gamers machine. Yeah. So the people you want to appeal to, you want to make it an offer they can't refuse. And you know, Killzone's a good one. They already have the PlayStation Plus bundle out there. That is, you know, buy the system, get a memory card. Yeah. A year you lower yeah. the price and you get people reacquitted with uh, <laughs> purchasing a Sony product in stores this year for you know like this is this thing you get it and this will hold you over until the PS4 like it's almost like you're buying something before the PS4 that's smart I'm, well they just like, they, I, they just have to spend time in the PS4 conference showing why the PS Vita and PS4 is going to why be like you want one you want to play together. with you right, right, yeah right. I agree yeah. with that I mean hey trust me I would love for this thing to be cheaper so I could convince more people to buy it because I think the Vita is awesome me too but you want to near with more people I realistically yeah, exactly okay. I realistically <laughs> think they will because like I mean look at it this way right I just bought my friend Mike a Vita for his birthday Mike and Mitchell <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> you bought your friend Mike a Vita for his birthday? Yeah. Or God, dude, DSS. I don't even think I've spent that much. I mean, all right. Well, but did you even what? give me money for my wings? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, I put in $40. Um, I, when that Vita bundle, though, I, I was looking at Amazon, the regular plain vanilla Vita, yeah. Wi-Fi only, is still $249.99. The, 3D, or the 3G uh, Wi-Fi Vita is also two forty nine ninety nine, but it includes an eight gig memory card, and like that kind of like I that was the one I bought him. Not that he'll ever sure. use a three G, but that way he got a memory card with it, and then I got him uh, Uncharted and Little Big Planet, and he like has a nice you know foundation to start from. And right. if you could do that for two hundred and fifty yeah. bucks, that's awesome. Andrew's that's a lot a of money. Kid. Andrew's a good kid. A lot of money on a friend's He's birthday. My closest. Friend. He doesn't understand debt either. I would love to see what you spend on like a curl that sleeps with you. <laughs> You're like, anything. <laughs> Please you come to San Francisco. With me, girl. You win a PlayStation Vita, Uncharted, <laughs> Little Big Planet, and Mountain Cry. Remember Podcast Beyond listeners, if you're coming to Podcast Beyond 300, Andrew is offering a one-way, t- oh, t- a, a one-way wow. ticket to Pound Town in his apartment. <laughs> I love that you said one-wing ticket. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hungry. It's been a a one-wing ticket to Pound Town. <laughs> That's how he gets me. <laughs> That's the ticket he tricked wow. me with. I'll be there. Me and Andrew will pull a train on you. Jeez Louise. A wing train? Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been fun doing this it's podcast. It's not prostitution for if you have to get a memory episodes. Sorry it has to end today. Uh, Thomas writes in, and sadly this is directed at Colin, but since he isn't here anyway. I'll stand in for him. Thank hey, you. Bro. Uh, so Insomniac never made a bad game, right, Colin? <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I mean, I would still say that's true because uh, Fuse is not a bad game. It's okay. Good job, Colin. Good yeah. Job. Now say something also, like Washington Islanders. State it's has no okay. income tax. So, Anthony, you are getting an 8% raise. <laughs> oh, wow. That's he really said good. that. He said that to me when I told him about the job. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Are you excited? Are you yeah. scared? Are you nervous? I'm, are you I'm, sad? All the above. Oh. Fuck you for leaving. For leaving. No, no, no. I'm excited for you. It's very exciting. It's also scary. I mean, I, I don't want to leave. Uh, moving away from all my friends at IGN is a huge thing for me. You can just say me; it's fine. <laughs> when you when you leave on Wednesday, are you gonna have a boombox playing closing time when you leave? <laughs> <laughs> please, I'll tell you to prep that on your computer. Uh, yeah, please you do. Not. Give me a heads up, and I'll try to get it going. Okay. Oh my god, that sucks. What time is your uh, interview thing? What the exit? 
thingy. Oh, I don't know. Who knows when they do exit interviews here? I've never gotcha. done it before. Uh, yeah, obviously, because that's not how that works. Do one every month. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't worked Are you here leaving? No. Okay, cool. You can stay. <laughs> Welcome okay. to the second annual Anthony Gallegos exit interview. Mountain crime requitted. Our final email comes from Josh Sims. Josh writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. I have, Beyond. An accomplishment. I have accomplished something far greater than any of my 15 platinum trophies. On May 6th, Sex. On May 6th, my wife gave birth to our first child, Scarlett. You Sex. called it. I nailed it. As I myself am a huge Not like he I nailed it. Nothing but... less from my daughter than pure prodigy <laughs> status. I've already begun training her at three weeks old on strict regimen of little big planet karting. No less than two hours a day in between feedings and shitting herself. Well, he took it to a dark I hope place. you're joking, because that would be really terrifying. No, he's not. not. No, yeah, well, that game's not that great. He, it's really not. No, he put in a photo of her playing, uh, uh, playing with a PS3 controller. Right that's there, adorable. So that's cute. Congratulations, Josh. I'm glad you. Have, you named her after the Nashville character Scarlet, of course. Uh, obviously, of course. Wow, Scarlet Para, probably. No, that's not the Nashville character. See, that's a different. That's a different. The form Scarlet of Witch, oh, probably. Okay. Scarlet, Scarlet Sing- Witch. Scarlet real thing. Scarlet Witch is a character that. Yeah, it's going to be an event. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Actually, now I'm caught up. Scarlet, Scarlet Adams. Oh, so stupid. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch Adams. played by Scarlet Johansson. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a podcast. We're on episode 295. Wow. So close. So we're getting close. Thing. Really close. July 12th. It, it's funny that we're, yeah, what, more like six weeks away because we're having to take a week off or do yeah. a 99.1. And with so little is planned. Yep. It's starting to get, it's I, insane. I, I know. start having a little bit of terror attacks when well, I think about this live event. Especially because next week, uh, like, Rich just made a three-hour meeting one day next week. Like, there's, there's so much E3 playing to do. People don't need to know the sausage that much. Well, they don't need to know about our dumb meetings. They like it. Yeah. They know you when you're exiting. They're driving their van right now full of nuns. They're just bopping along. Having a great time. <laughs> listening, enjoying what we're talking about with the IGNs and whatnot. It's true. Remember, IGN pays the bills. Thanks for listening to the podcast and downloading it. Please go rate it. But also come to IGN.com. Listen to the videos. You don't have to watch them. Just put them on in the background. Do whatever you're doing on your computer. It's fine. I don't care. Watch for longer than three minutes. Why? Because the average watch time for videos is three minutes. Is so it? watch for longer than that. All right. That's yeah. how long it takes to get off. I put up Jesus Christ. To get off of IGN. (laughs) Read the article, Um, share it with your friends, have some fun. Borderlands fans, I put up a 24-minute commentary on the new DLC. Good lord. It's really fucking The first three minutes of it are pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) IGN. It is really, really cool. If you like that game at all, this is the first one developed internally. It's really cool. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. No, it's great. Well, yeah, stop talking about video games on the video game podcast, please. Let's get back to Pound Town Talk and everything else. Yeah, we're going there in <laughs> a few minutes. Oh, jeez. i got to get the show up first. <laughs> uh, remember to follow us all on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Andrew. I already fucked it up. It's, it's already off the wheels as usual. Gold Farb is Gar Fep. And Anthony is Chuff Money 1F. Yeah. Anthony, we're going to miss you very much. Thank you really for are. I'm going to miss everyone here. Listen to our show, The Comedy Button, if you like this garbage. Is he staying on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to work that out. And there's 75 episodes of things to listen to that are better than the awful sounds in your old minds. So. You did 75 episodes of The Comedy Button already? At least, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's rough. Well, we started it like two or three weeks before up at noon. Yeah. So I'm always – it's always – I think we're at like almost 80 episodes. Wow. I can't ask wow. Anthony. Congratulations, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Keep it yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Whatever. Not, like if – like you, I don't feel like I went to college or something. was like, What hey, is that accent you just like, Yeah, hey, look at you. Hey, <laughs> shit. Whatever. <laughs> There's like eight accents. We're also closing in on like 200 episodes of Rebel FM. I've done more podcasts than most people I know. It's wow. crazy. 
how many well, that's podcasts? That's the same. Much. I mean, I've done more podcasts than people I know. Too. <laughs> I know real human beings with real. It's jobs. I just pictured you guys telling your kids this someday. I've, I've done more podcasts than most people. I like. Know. I just like to have Anthony is. going home and putting a tally mark every single time he's a podcast. What I like to imagine. Chuff was here. Like I'll never. I'm never gonna have children. Knock on wood. But like the ki- the people who do have kids, I'd like to imagine like Anthony. You know, keeps I'm not going. Have children. All right. Well, goddamn. Who's gonna have some kids? That Brian? guy who. I'll have some kids. I'll, I'll have a couple. I, no, kids. I don't think so. Okay. I'm gonna wow. have kids just for the purpose of this conversation. Thank you. Okay. You'll have a normal job. You'll be working wherever you are. You'll be, you know, old and stuff. Getting ready to retire. You're working at some, I don't you know, paper warehouse. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> but the I mean, paper industry will reboom again. I would like to imagine that you never really tell you, you never really tell your your kid about like what you did before this other job. Like they know you worked for some video game site or whatever. That's cool. But like eventually they stumble onto this like. Treasure trove. There's of a scrapbook of all these pictures of him on Beyond. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like just randomly on the internet, like oh, I'll search Dad's name or whatever. Yeah, and they just run into all this crazy shit where we're like we're talking about Pound Town and all these horrible, horrible things. My wife leaves me. <laughs> I, I, I can definitely see that because my uncle and aunts have emailed me about stuff they found about me on the internet before. So yeah, my dad recently uh, called me up and said, Anthony, I, I entered your name on YouTube, and a picture came up with of a character of Star Wars and a green thing shoved into a mattress and it was a flashlight that's a video on the internet somehow associated with my name oh wow it's a picture of someone that's fucking a green flashlight yeah you won't need all three minutes for that one don't worry wow anyway there all you right. go that's my life <laughs> well remember to be part of the show everybody beyond at ign.com we end each episode so with a song much. in a segment we call ryan's wrap up today's song comes from nick again i didn't have time to listen to it so if it's all like white supremacist stuff sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's on me I love PlayStation KKK. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm always afraid. Anyways, Nick says, Hello, Beyond Crew. I'm submitting another composition for Ryan's wrap-up. This one is not inspired by Heavy Rain or anything in particular. It's just me experimenting with a theme I wrote, and it's called, quote, A Simple Goodbye. Uh, it's for Two minorities. P- piano, strings, and brass. <laughs> be awesome to play on today's show. <laughs> And as always, other examples of my work can be found on my SoundCloud account. www.whitepower.edu. <laughs> Nick, oh my god. Please come, don't go to that. Nicky? I'm sorry. That was me. Nick spells his last name. K-O-M-A-R-N-I-C-K-I. Kamarwick. Kamarinsky? No, there's Kamarink. no S in there. There's no S. So Nicky. Kamarink. Kamarinsky. Comrade Nikki. Comrade How many Nikki. K's are in that name? Goodbye, comrade. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Nick, play us out. Beyond. 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 Beyond.